Welcome, everyone, to an episode of the Empower Man Podcast. It's another great day here in sunny South Florida. The sun is shining. It is a Sunday morning, and this episode is going to be released in about 10 hours or so. So you are getting a first glimpse, the first showing, first viewing, first listening of this show. I'm joined this morning by my compatriot, my companion, (laughs) My co-pilot. He is the co-CEO, the co-chairman. He is the co-owner of Empowerment Podcast. He is a co-all onto his own. Michael and yours, the champion of the Second Amendment, the man who made testosterone great again, and the man who believes in the power of medicine. Greg A. Tadora, numero uno. Greggy T, greetings from the Sunshine State. Greetings from Communist Connecticut. How are you today? I am great having my coffee and my... Yes, your Empowerman mug. I love it. Yes, and it's only, let's see, if we weigh it out, probably my fourth cup today because I had a 32-ounce coffee earlier this morning. That only counts as one, so you're good. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on you know what unit of measure you look at things. <laughs> how, is you, how are you doing, my friend? What's going on with you? I'm good, man. Everything is good. Um, shout out to Balanced Nutrition. Amanda got some good uh, protein from there, which I'm having now. Nice coffee-flavored protein to keep the theme going. Um, everything's good, man. Having a good weekend. And I'll be heading your way in a week from Tuesday. Very so, nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Well, hopefully we can link up with some sure Yes, get sir. Down here. Speaking of linking up, I want to link up our best wishes and our thoughts to our EMTs, our firemen and women, our policemen and women, all of our first responders. Thank you all for keeping our communities and municipalities, local municipalities, safe and sound. Yes. And as always, shout out to all the military personnel and their families here and overseas. Stay safe. America first. And to the Border Patrol agents down there, watch your backs. Because you're handcuffed, so be careful down there. And um, sorry to hear what's going on. Wait a second. There's a border problem? I didn't even know there was a border. We have borders? I, I had no idea. I saw our president and looked like everything was fine. Yeah, I don't know. Well, all good. If there is a border problem, let's hope everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I, I heard they're called newcomers now. Newcomers? Hmm. Okay. Newcomers. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, Greg, whether you're a newcomer, whether you're a migrant, whether you're an illegal alien, whether you're a military or a first responder, today's theme is all about sacrifices. And with, you know, us being Christian and the Easter season approaching us and those that are Catholic that celebrate and even our Jewish friends that, you know, celebrate Passover, there was a sacrifice that transpired so that the greater good could prosper. And sacrifice can be broken down into so many different variables. And we're going to we're going to break that down today. Uh, Greg, T, when I first talk about sacrifice and I mentioned sacrifice, what initially comes to mind when it's uh, when I ask you, Greg, what did the sacrifice mean to you? And what sacrifices have you made in your life to get you to this point where you're at right now? <clears throat> when you first immediately, mm-hmm. you know, said that word to me before we started, my mind just went to, well, sacrifice is putting others or a certain situation, you know, before yourself. And what I thought of immediately was growing up swimming and all the competitive swimmers out there know the sacrifice that is made with the early morning workouts, or at least they used to do them back in the day, and the afternoon workouts. So it was always a divide. I had my high school, my school friends, Mm -hmm. and I had my swimming friends. Mm -hmm. And the sacrifice was before school, we're training, and then right after school, go home, eat a little something, and go right to practice. When most school kids, even elementary school, junior high school, high school, are either hanging out, or doing sports together via the school. And so I don't want to say I missed out on that because I was doing other things anyway, but the sacrifice was, you know, I couldn't see my school friends 
as freely as maybe sometimes I wanted to or could because of the choices I was making to pursue certain things, which I'm not complaining about at all because it led to a great life and scholarship and all that. So I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. It's just, it is a sacrifice because I want to hang out with my boys or whatever. And I, and I can't, and they would have parties on the weekends and I can't go because I'm traveling the country, going to different swim meets. So that's a quick little thing that pops in my head about sacrifice. What about you? So, yeah, I agree with you with your interpretation of sacrifice. It, it is. And life is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can have what you want, but you have to make certain concessions and, you know, to sacrifice something, you know, we talk about our men and women that serve for us. They sacrifice their families, their freedom so that we can be free so that we can have this platform to speak freely so that we have a constitution in place that can set some guidelines and boundaries for our country and people that come here that don't have freedoms in other parts of the world have that freedom because of the sacrifices our men and women have made, not only today, but going back to when this country was founded, you know, many years ago. Um, I look at sacrifice as, you know, it's kind of like a trade-off, right? If I want to get ripped, I have to eat right. So therefore Mm -hmm. I have to sacrifice certain things. So there's always a risk reward when it comes to sacrifice. Is that my problem? That might be my problem because I have a bad sweet tooth. <laughs> that you do, that you do, and if anyone knows you, it's those tricolored cookies that always get you. But also sausage, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Been a while since those days. Anyway, maybe we'll get one year down here. Probably. But yeah, sacrifices to me, it's like if you want to be successful, you have to sacrifice. I think that's something that universally can be agreed upon by anyone. But I think mm-hmm. nowadays that sacrifice is lost. People don't want to sacrifice their time. It's Sunday. Oh, well, I need to do this. I think it's important. You need to have me time. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And being a single guy with no responsibilities, it's easy for me to sacrifice something then it would maybe would be for you because you have a family, you have a, you know, you know, wife and kids. So there's always that fine line in regards to what the limits of your sacrifice. I asked you a question as a parent, you know, I'm sure you've made sacrifices for your children. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to make a sacrifice like that, what comes into your mind? It's like you have your stuff, you have your kids. What is your thought process in the priorities of your sacrifice? Kids first, it, it, no matter what, there's no, there's no question or doubt or, well, let me try to, you know, finagle it. No, it's, they come first, no matter what, like we all know, you and I like to work out. We go to the gym sometimes when they're super young. It ain't happening because they might get sick or not feel good. They can't communicate because they don't have the, you know, at one or two years old, the skill set to express themselves. So you got to be there for them. And your plans take a back seat no matter what. And you have to be okay with that. Some people are, some people aren't. That's a whole different conversation. Because like you said, a lot of people don't want to sacrifice or feel they don't have to, or they shouldn't, or they're entitled, or someone else will deal with that or whatever. But when you have kids, it's all about them. And your plans, maybe it works out, but maybe it doesn't. It's 50-50 and you got to be cool with it. So, Do you find a balance in regards to your sacrifice versus your plans? Is there a way that you can balance that out? Yeah. So obviously they come first, but if they're still at the age where they're napping, okay, you have a 45 minute hour window. If you're lucky, they sleep longer than that. Get something done in that time. Now it might not be what you really want to do. You might have to spend that time cleaning up after them or whatever. Your life is no more. It's their life first. Then comes yours. But you start to figure out patterns and little time frames where you could sneak something in. When they go to bed, I can sneak a workout in. But that's sacrifice because you're tired, you're hungry, you got to cook, you got to clean more. But you know what? Sacrifice and suck it up and work out. Or don't work out, but then don't complain that you didn't. Uh, Because, listen, we all the same 24 hours in a day. Billionaires have the same 24 hours you and I do. No one wants to hear your shit. No one cares. 
You know, you don't think these billionaires sacrifice or these big business guys that you and I know in, in New York City and everywhere else sacrifice? Yeah, they sacrifice. Figure it out. And I, th- I think that's, that's a good role model uh, for your children because, you know, between mm-hmm. the ages of two and seven are really those those formative years for children to see those yep. patterns mm-hmm. and to see, you know, you sacrificing something can yep. really, you know, leave an impression on a child, especially as they get into those, yeah. you know, later development years in regards to like, Hey, I want X, but I need to give up. I need to figure out how Y and Z kind of play into that, you know, yeah, if I want I'm, Z X and Y, you know, you would love this. So Farah now knows I go to the gym at night. And she'll ask, what are you working on tonight? And I show her on her body, like, you know, shoulders or like quads. And I'm te- and so it's like a double thing. So she knows what I'm doing. So I get her kind of interested in it. And then number two, I'm teaching her body parts. So there's another, you know, teaching lesson there. And then I'll show her like, you know, squatting, like the proper movement or because their natural movements are amazing. They oh, really yeah, are. Crazy. It's, crazy. it's wild. And so like a squat into a press or something like that, she's starting to do all that and she's starting to take interest in it. And she knows that now in her brain, daddy likes to work out. Daddy works out every night. So that's planting that seed and going to grow. So and that's what happened with me, with, with my dad, when I, you know, my parents were split up and my idea, my dad's idea of quality time was taking me to the gym. So I'd sit mm-hmm. there in the corner, play with my wrestling figures. My dad worked out. Here I am now, 45, going to be 46 in June, and I've been able to make a career out of it. So yeah, you see those types of sacrifices and those patterns. And I think, you know, um, <clears throat> sacrifices nowadays are not as common as they used to be because nope. I feel like in society we just pass the buck. Mm-hmm. No one takes accountability for anything anymore. Nope. And we might have mentioned this on a few episodes prior. When I was working in corporate America, it was all about accountability and how accountability is a good thing and leadership and everything mm-hmm. else. And everything up until 2020 now, I feel has been flushed down the toilet because it starts at the highest level. And when you're not seeing leadership and it's actually in the Bible about, you know, how, you know, wise leadership and having many advisors is really good for a nation to prosper, whether your nation's your household, whether it's our country, anything you can germane that to you know, what's germane to that situation, mm-hmm. you know, being able to have that type of leadership and that type of accountability requires sacrifice. Like if I see my boss doing something, then shoot, I better do it. And as a leader myself, I would never ask anything of anybody that I work with, nothing that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. Did you do the same uh, when you were in management, Greg? Did you have that same mindset? Absolutely. I, you have to lead by example. Some people need to see that and need to see it repetitive daily habits you know greg gets the office and he checks the for the real estate agents he's on the mls he's me he's doing his you know office meeting with his staff and every day like clockwork because it's a machine and then they're like well when you were selling how were you so successful you're like well you see patterns right you see my patterns i just relayed that to when i was doing what you're doing and then it may it, for some of them it clicks in their head and they get it others will fight it till till the uh the end of time and then they wonder why but also back in the day um warfare was you know you line up one side line up the other and fire dumbest shit ever but we did that and it was always don't kill the officers don't kill the leaders but later on like guerrilla warfare and all this stuff who's the first person you take out you take out the leaders because then it's like no one knows what they're doing because everyone's looking to be led. Mm-hmm. And when you take that leader out, it's chaos. And it's very easy now to take them over and win that battle. So it's the same thing in business. And people people want to be led. I don't care what anybody says. I agree with you. Nowadays, there's no accountability. But there still needs to be leaders. And I look for leaders within my groups that I coach and also when the offices that I manage, I'm looking for certain leaders because I go to them to rally the troops and help spread my message. If I need it across the office, I'm looking for leaders. They're looking for me to lead. And then I'm looking for them to take the reins a little bit and step up to lead the herd. Yeah. And you made, you hit the nail right on the head. Everyone wants to be led. Whether they realize it or not, like I want to be led. You said every coach needs a coach and I, Totally mm-hmm. agree to that 
philosophy and that requires leadership. And I think with sacrifices too, there's so many ways to take the easy way out these days. Every business, every business in every category has some sort of leadership management, whatever you want to call it system. McDonald's has a manager in the store, you know, a clothing store, retail store. They have a store manager. Then you have employees or whatever. Like there's reasons why there are different tiers in across the board everywhere because people need to be not told what to do in a negative way or a power trip way, but people need to be held accountable. That's what that is. Okay. It's eight o'clock. We start doing this, put this on, get this ready. And then, you know, you start getting them well-oiled machine. And then that's when raises and promotions happen. And that's how people move up the chain. Yeah. And I think you're finding that nowadays, corporate America, depending on which, where you work and who you work for, I think those sacrifices become more challenging Mm -hmm. because the mindset has shifted. Mm -hmm. I think when you go to social media, you see, and I, and you know, we, we love social media here, but there's also, we we tend to focus more on the negative and the positive Mm -hmm. because the negative in social media is I can just be a content creator. Or I can do this or I can do that and make mm-hmm. money, not easily, but make money on your own terms. It still requires a sacrifice. Now, Huge when you want to sacrifice, sacrifice Huge. right, your time, it might be your body. If you look at the way some of these you know, people, both men and women, mm-hmm. are sacrificing their souls and their selves just mm-hmm. to make a buck, you know, it's still a sacrifice. So sacrifice can be both positive and negative. But I feel like the sacrifice that we made are different than the sacrifices that are made today. Is there some truth to that, Greg, you think? Or am I looking at things differently or the wrong way? I agree with you. I see both sides. I get it. I I see the make money and do what you got to do aspect because, you know, first and foremost, I know you get that too as a businessman. I get that. Sure. Sure. But if you're okay with the sacrifices, then okay, go for it. Do your thing. But I don't want to hear shit down the road that, Look, look at, you know, you made your bed, you sleep in it. You don't like what you're sleeping in. Well, that's the sacrifice you chose to make back in the day. And listen, if you're cool with that, all good in my book. But if it's not, then you have nobody to blame and talk to or whine and bitch to but yourself. Because nobody wants to hear it. You You knew the consequences. And some of them aren't short term. They're long term. It's a long play. A lot of these content creators down like years down the road yo they can't get a guy for the girls out there right they can't get a you know they're like oh i can't find a nice guy yo you're not going to you're just not going to cuz you put it out there so how do you expect somebody to not look at you a certain way when all you showed was this your value for all these years has been this mm. this right here but you want somebody to look at you differently how's that work works for the guys too it's a two way street I'm just saying, if you want to be looked at a certain way, your actions better match that. Right. It's it's right. a simple thing. Like, okay, money's great to have, but at what cost? You know, at the end of the day, you know, people are dying younger and younger now. You and I talk about this all the time. We know a bunch of people. Buddy of mine just died last week. He was 52. Your friend just died. She was 43. All healthy people. You never know. So if your time is limited, what what sacrifices are you willing to make? You know, sometimes money's not you can listen, you can make all the money in the world. What good is that if you're dead? What good is that if you don't have friends or family to share it with? What good is it? I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, and I think your sacrifice need to be like centered around the goals you want to have. Like if you want to get stronger, if you want to get, you know, yeah. leaner, if you want to get mm-hmm. more flexible, if you want to make more money if you want to build a company you got to make sacrifices like you know it's like well it's sunday and you know i'm have to work at some point today and do this and do that but it's like okay well you know i'm willing to sacrifice time you know on a sunday which is my day off so Mm -hmm. that i can you know get myself set up and i think nowadays um, you know, we talked about people not wanting to make sacrifices, you know, or feeling like someone else should make the sacrifice and not that instant gratification so, or satisfaction, or I, I, I'm too good to do this. There's a lot of that going around or, you know, I'm, I, uh, it, it's that 
it's that preconceived, um, I deserve this. Yeah. I hear that a lot. I deserve this. Why? Why do you deserve it? Just because you woke up? I don't know. Well, look at the sacrifices that our men and women made in our military throughout the centuries. Mm-hmm. And how we were able to tackle one after another. And mm-hmm. here we are at this point in 2024. And, you know, our military is, I think it's weak and depleted right now. Of course. Uh, we've lost a lot, you know, over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, en- enrollment is down. Even at some of the some of the police, you know, precincts throughout the country, especially in some of the major cities, All you down. know, officer enrollments down and these men and women make sacrifices. And the reason why we always start off and preface how much we appreciate the sacrifices that selfless men and women make to protect us is that people can be who they want to be. But in return, those people who take the sacrifice don't sacrifice themselves. Yeah. And also just for the people listening, we have, the best people in the military. That's not what Mike's saying. It's the leadership or lack of leadership. I think you're talking about that does like, we have some of the best soldiers hands down, but if they're handcuffed because their leaders are playing that political pawn, that's the problem. We have great military personnel, but if they're sitting in the corner with on their hands, because that's what they're ordered to do, it's not their fault. It's the leadership fault. Because once you, the higher up you go, it's all politics and money. We know that. Yeah. So. Whether it's in society or it's in a company or an organization, it's all all about that. Yep. But I also look at sacrifice from a motivational perspective. You know, Mm -hmm. when I look at some of the, um, well, professional wrestling, for example, and people that I grew up idolizing, they sacrificed their families. They sacrificed their bodies. Sometimes over 300 nights a year, they were on the road. Why? for entertainment and you know and that's what they signed up for Mm -hmm. right you sign up for things like if you want to be an entrepreneur you're signing up to sacrifice nights days weekends some family time so that your goal can be fulfilled even in you look at professional wrestling where it is today especially that merger with tko and you look at the wwe and ufc those that lead the groundwork and the foundation sacrificed their health and unfortunately a lot of those people passed away way too young Mm-hmm. But they sacrificed. They made a sacrifice so that their families can be taken care of, so yeah. that they can grow the business. So I look at like George Steinbrenner. Like he always said, you know, if you want to beat me, you better get up real early in the morning. And that guy was a beast, a, a trailblazer, trendsetter for any sports owner. Um, I look at other successful people as well, like Michael Jordan, who was up. Kobe Bryant. You know, these guys made. These guys weren't. Just they didn't wake up one day and be great. They yeah. were great through sacrifice. And I think that type of greatness now is lost in the world. Agreed. I'd love to get your thoughts on that, Greg. I agree. I mean, there's still athletes that put the time in, but I agree with you hundred percent. There's none of that. There's none of that. I don't want to say quality work ethic because it does exist. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it is just, rarer and rarer each year yeah and it's just you see it in sports it's a joke now it's not like when we were growing up the rivalries there's no there's no franchise player hardly anymore there's one-offs obviously you can name a few i get it but when we were growing up there was a ton of them that's what you wanted to be now it's just dollars and cents which is fine but it's just uh it's just not the same. I miss the old days of, of real teams that were going after the same thing. Like I hated the Pistons, hated them. But you know what? I respect them big time. Their coach, Chuck Daly, and the like the real familial ties that they had. Like they 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 wanted to stay together and and build something and try to win a title. They didn't care about money and they didn't care about certain things they just wanted to go after it that's not that really doesn't exist anymore sorry doesn't yeah i grew up hating the lakers but i love magic johnson's my favorite player like mm-hmm. like and i love larry bird because i grew up on yeah. but magic johnson's my favorite player of all time I, I i mean i loved watching him 
never mm-hmm. told my uncle because he was a Celtic fan. And it's that was our bond growing up. But man, like Magic Johnson was unbelievable. And the sacrifices he they, he made as you got older, you learned what Larry Bird did, Magic Johnson. But yet they made sacrifices so that the NBA would be where it is today. Because without those two guys, the NBA would still be on tape delay. Yep. That allowed Michael Jordan the platform to take it to levels that are or were yep. you know, we lived it were just unreal. And I mm-hmm. think nowadays when it comes to sacrificing, um, you know, like you said, there's an entitlement around it. Like I feel yeah. like, well, why should I have to do this? But yet when you look at any great individual accomplishment or achievement, it took sacrifice. I mean, to be an Olympian requires yeah. sacrifice. And we looked mm-hmm. at there's a great doc I saw on Bruce Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole the transformation. And when he mm-hmm. or she uh, was, you know, at their zenith and it talked about the sacrifice they made up to it, that led up to it. And, and even like, you know, in like uh, the training industry, like, you know, everyone thinks that personal training is, is easy. Just let me just go, you know, have a coffee, go on my phone, but it requires long days requires putting the education in it requires you know program you know there's so many whether it's training or real estate there's yeah. so many different aspects yeah. to be successful that you need to sacrifice my question to you is how do you find the fine line between sacrificing your personal time versus your professional time so if I'm understanding the co- the question correctly, when okay, everyone knows that I take my daughter to school every morning. That's pretty much a non-negotiable. I just do it, and more importantly, it's the nighttime. It's dinner, you know, play, sometimes bath, depending on the night, and the bedtime routine. Right. From 5.30 to 7.30, do not call me. Right. Don't call me. Right. And I set the the tone in my office of all my agents. I'm like, unless literally Rome is burning. Because let's be honest, it's not, it's not, nothing's going to be that crazy. I've been doing real estate almost 15 years. I think I've called my manager twice because of something in a deal that required like an emergency. But twice in 15 years, like it doesn't happen. So I told them, like, no matter what, don't call me. I'm not going to get back to you. I'll get back to you at 7.01 or 5.30, 7.30. I'll get back to you at 7.31. No problem. And I'll be on the phone with you or, or meet you at the office all night. I don't care. That's a sacrifice. That's fine. But I won't sacrifice my non-negotials family with my daughters or my friends with work. There is a fine line for certain things, and I'll stand it because I don't – I just – I won't do it. There's no, not enough money in the world for me to miss out on that, and you know that about me, and mm-hmm. people that know me and see me know that. So if I understood the question correctly. Of course. Yeah, so, yeah. There, so there are some boundaries to sacrifice. Absolutely. Family is the I – mean, my kids are the biggest, the biggest boundary. What do you think work. the repercussions are if those boundaries get violated? Um, well, if it becomes a pattern, it's a problem because we'll use my example. The The kids will eventually see that and they'll feel that and the energy will be off, especially because it's been so consistent for so long now that they know that. And when it starts missing here and there and it becomes more consistent, They're going to pick up on that. It's not going to be good. It's not a positive for them. They're not going to feel secure. You're their anchor during that time. And they're going to be, you know, turbulent. And the flip side of that is some companies don't care. And some companies don't want to hear that because they don't care about their own families. So you shouldn't either. And that's, like I said, that is a non-negotiable with me. If that's a problem, then I don't want to work for a company like that. I would never want an employee of mine to feel like that at all. Because you're just going to create disgruntle and there's going to be a divide. And that's how resentment grows. And then it's it's not good. It's not good. But I think you have to meet people halfway. I Absolutely. Mean, you think there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah do that. Definitely. 
Yeah. You can definitely compromise. And it's all about the communication in the beginning. You know, everyone's so quick, like when you're on a job interview and you got the job and they're like, is there, do you have any vacations already planned coming up so we can work around that time? It's kind of the same thing. Like, Hey, listen, I'm a big family guy. Family means everything to me, which is a good trait to have in business in my opinion. Sure. I agree. And I think, you know, I put my kids to bed every night. Like that's a good quality. And if it's spoken about beforehand, it could, it could ease up a little bit if, you know, I'll use the office as an example. Like I can't get a hold of Greg at six o'clock at night. I'm not on your time schedule either. I don't work for you. You know, eight, real estate agents are all independent contractors. I remember one agent, very good agent, successfully monetarily, not a great agent ethically, not a great agent, you know, work wise or getting along with like a cancer to the office. Like actually, however, successful so i'm not going to hate on that but would complain all the time i can't get a hold of greg i can't get a hold of greg i'm in the office every day my i i'm known for my response time and i remember the owners called me like where are you i'm like where am i i'm in the office every day like well so and so can't get a hold of you did you ask so and so when they start their day i'm just curious I'm not trying to cause an argument, but did you ask pertinent questions that I think should be asked instead of just taking their side and coming at me like this? Why don't you say, hey, Greg, what's the situation? Well, I'll tell you. She starts her day at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock she gets to the office. Mm. I've already been in the office most of the day. I get there at 9.15. So I'm there. Do the math. How many hours is that? 10, 15, 11, 15, 12, 15, 1, 15, 2, 15. I've been in the office six hours already. I've been right. available by phone. I've had meetings. I've responded to emails. She starts her day at three. I'm supposed to just go work around that. Got the wrong guy. If she wants to be part of this office, then she can make her schedule a little bit better. Some people won't agree with this, and I really don't give a shit. You have six hours to get a hold of me or... I don't leave my office till 5.30, 5.15, You have till then. And then you have all night to call me or text me or email me. Just because you get there at 3 and you mess around and you and you dilly-dally and then you start work at like 4, 4.30. Sorry. And then, well, I'm here till 11, 12 o'clock at night. That's your problem. That's not my problem. I have a family and I have obligations. I'm not at the office at midnight. You might want – and listen – that's your time schedule. That's cool. But don't expect others to. And by the way, name a real estate agent that you're going to have a conversation with about a property at midnight. Very few. So it doesn't even make business sense, but don't expect people to be on your time frame. So that's a that's a, a real life example of conflict when it comes to that sacrifice. Yeah. And, and I think you made it. Uh, a great point about communication. And mm -hmm. I, I think as a leader, set expectations mm -hmm. so that someone can sacrifice accordingly. You, but if you don't know what you're sacrificing for, then mm -hmm. what what is it? And you have to be clear. I always tell people, you have to be clear about your goals and what you want. And if you put that energy out in the universe, it's going to come to you. I know it sounds kind of yep. like, oh, the universe will take care of you, or maybe it's God or whatever. I'll mm -hmm. say universe for this example. Mm -hmm. But you put that energy out there, it'll come back to you. And I think I agree. as a leader, we have to be able to set expectations. Like, look, this job will require weekends. This yeah. job will require, but there's a certain humanity that I, I always put people first. I always want to make sure that like the guy that works with me, that he's taking care of himself. He's eating right. He's yeah. spending time with his family, you know? So you, that's always comes first. I feel as a leader, like your family comes first. It does. Because if you're happier, Personally, you're going to be a better professional. And I, Absolutely. And I, don't, I don't really care. You know, I care about money, of course. We're all capitalists. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I care about people. And my buddy Steve told me that when I worked with him. People are the biggest human asset, the best asset any company can have. Because if you don't yep. have the right people, you're never going to succeed. And I'm really lucky that I got a great guy that works with me. Yeah. Um, and he does great stuff. And I always want to make sure he's taken care of. Mm -hmm. Like, because, you know, if he's not taken care of 
then everything else is going to kind of go downhill. And yep. you, know, you find that fine balance when you see the work that's put out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think where companies have failed in the past, it's always about, I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. And I saw it and I'm not saying anything bad. Those were the times. Yep. But along those times where we put more emphasis on people, we also have to <clears throat> have that fine line too, because if you let things drop, then productivity and the, the nature of your service drops. So I think there's a way where as a leader, you can be, you know, firm, but fit. Mm-hmm. Back when Absolutely. we were doing it, it was all about like being firm and fair, but also know like, hey, here's the carrot. Here's the brass ring. You need to go through hula hoops to get that brass ring. And then when you get that brass ring, it gets higher and yep. higher and higher. I think that's a good thing. But if people aren't healthy and people aren't happy, People aren't going to show up to work. And yeah. that's something that I vowed in my business. And I don't know if there's any business leaders out there, or guys in general. Like, I never, I want people to be happy first. Of course. You know? That's, and it's retention. Is, it's retention. You don't want that optics of a revolving door. It's not good. Yeah. And you want your workplace, like, I always considered my workplace to be a second family. Yeah. And if I'm ever able to grow, I want to be the patriarch of my work family. And I want to make sure, like, Susie and Johnny and Joey and, you know, Michelle or whoever I have working with me that they're okay. Like the first thing I'm going to ask somebody, how's your family doing? Are you okay? What do you need from me? There's something called servant leadership. Servant leadership requires sacrifices from leaders, right? You know, when we look at our leadership that's governing this country, there's no servant leadership. There's selfish leadership. And maybe the people that are working for us that we vote in Congress and the Senate and everything else, maybe they are self-servant leadership. This leadership that I was always espoused before the pandemic was how do you serve people? You and I serve people, right? We serve people on this platform. We serve people in our other industries. And, you know, with servant leadership comes sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, what can I do for you? And that's a job that I love. I thrive in. And, you know, I want to make sure what can I do for you? Do I, what do I have to sacrifice? Okay. Do you need me to cover this? I'll cover this for you because I want to make sure you're okay. But as a leader, you do that. Yeah. And I don't think we see that anymore. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But. We, we're seeing less and less of it for sure. I agree with you. And then an article just came out. I, it was either Friday or yesterday. I think they said it's like 700 million jobs are going to be replaced by AI. And everyone's freaking out because, listen, AI is cool for certain things. However... And I blame the younger generation on this because they have no skills or anything. But I'm not worried about AI in the real estate space. I'm not. Right. I'm not worried for you, for your space, for AI. Because, listen, there's going to be some people that, yeah, I want AI trainer. I want an AI real estate office you know, with no management or no help. That's great. But at the end of the day, everyone wants good service. And you just said it before. Sometimes... You have to take the rein on doing something. AI is not doing that. People are right. going to, people want service. I don't care what anybody says. Affluent people want good quality service. service. You have to prove your value. You have to show value. There's no way AI can do that. There's no way. And I, everyone's freaking out. Like, I'm going to lose my job. Then you better get a skill set or, prove your value even more so it can't be replaced because there's certain things it can replace like the the assembly line type of stuff the the plug and play or you know the the back end stuff i get that but not the face to face not the hey can you do me a favor can you float this for me until this something that's where the personal value and the personal relationship comes in but the flip side of that is this younger generation doesn't give a shit about that because they can't even have a conversation with somebody because they're all on their devices on their 58 different platforms, which are all the same. Just fucking text the person, in my opinion, whatever. And they that's where that'll creep in, where it will have some success, this AI, because they don't want to deal anything face to face. Right. So. Right. You know, we, and we've covered sacrifice on, you know, job. And sacrifice mm -hmm. athletics, sacrifice for your kids. But I want to wrap up this conversation in the time we have left. Big one, mm. sacrifice in relationships. Go for it. So, well, <laughs> I, 
I sacrifice not having a relationship <laughs> because I know it's not really fair, but I become more amiable to the fact that I can sacrifice things. You like that one? Mm -hmm. Not bad. Mm -hmm. You know, in regards to that, because, you know, again, I'm very clear with what I want in a partner. And you always mention this to me, partnership. Mm. Now, when I have candid conversations with people, because I'm very transparent about mindset in the past versus mindset in the present, I sacrificed having a great quality of life with someone because I had met, you know, you know, I dated a lot of really nice people, but my mindset wasn't there. My mindset was so, what did I do? I sacrificed, you know, having quality over, you know, something that was you know, not really, you know, um, not really in line with what I really felt deep downside, because again, mm -hmm. the patterns growing up were a certain way. So I was like, you know, you know, instead of dating one, you know, I think, you know, years ago, or even, you know, you, you dated multiple because mm -hmm. everyone was always searching for the next best thing. And I'm very guilty of that. I was always looking for the next best thing. So I never wanted to settle down. Like she's great, but this one has something better. And it's a trickle down effect. But I sacrificed that. So that was a bad sacrifice because here I am now working on those errors so that hopefully for the rest of my life, you know, I can find it. So I'm very clear in what I want in a partner. Mm -hmm. In that relationship, I'm willing to make concessions for certain things. Yeah. There's certain things I'm not willing to make concessions with. Yeah. You know, I think the right person will kind of fit into that puzzle nicely. Mm -hmm. We always talk about putting a square peg in a round hole. In your experiences, Greg, because you, you're – kind of better at relationships than I am. I'm working on that. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> what and how do you make concessions in a relationship to make make it work? Because obviously, you know, you, you got to sacrifice something. So as someone who's not willing to sacrifice, I'm not saying I'm not. Mm -hmm. I am now. I wasn't years ago. Mm -hmm. But to like a guy out there or a girl out there that is, you know, very strong headed on certain things. How do you find that fine line in sacrificing your way of life to complement your partner so that you both can have um, some type of harmony in your relationship? All right. This probably won't go over well. So I don't think you have to sacrifice if you're with the right person. Just my opinion now, later on in life. When you and I were younger, and when I had, I think it was like my first motorcycle, and you and I would also go to the gym, Bev Francis, on Fridays to do legs. Shout out to the East Coast Mecca. I was dating a certain somebody. And that didn't fly well with them. You're always going to the gym with Mike on Fridays. We should be going out. Oh, you'd rather be on your motorcycle than with me? And I would say, yeah, I would. That didn't go well. And so that created like, I don't want to say toxic. It was just, it wasn't the right fit. But I was not willing to let either the motorcycle or <laughs> leg day at Beth Francis go. Nobody's worth that to me. So that was always a conflict. But now that I'm older and been with a few more people, I think... To answer your question, I don't think there are sacrifices to be made if you're with your right person because it's your puzzle piece is also their puzzle piece. It just fits the board. And I'm not saying you have to compromise. Compromise is different. But I don't think you have to really change anything in order to you know, or sacrifice anything in order for it to truly work. I think it, the right person, it'll work because you're on the same page on all levels and you are, have open communication and you have the same wants and needs and the same morals and, and ethics and all that shit. And I think that's possible. So now you have to compromise certain things like maybe language or, you know, you, you don't say certain things like you don't have to agree on everything. So there's your compromise. Like, that's fine. But there's no true sacrifice. Like, oh, I don't want you ever riding motorcycles again. Like, that's just not going to happen. 
You know, well, I'm not doing that. So, but but the right person, your right person, will never say that to you. So you don't have to worry about that. This is my opinion. Answering the question now, being my age, there's no sacrifice. It doesn't. There doesn't have to be. I'm not telling anybody to sacrifice anything to be with me. I, I that's not right to do that, in my opinion. So, well, um, growing up, did you see your parents sacrifice at all? Yeah. So my dad worked multiple jobs. So I saw my mom sacrifice, you know, to take care of us and, and be a little bit more hands-on while he, you know, fit, like he was the principal. And then he was also in charge of night school at the high school. So he, cool. and then he had his printing business on the side. So he would get home about four o'clock and he walked to work. We live so close to the high school is awesome. So he would walk home. And I remember he would take like a power nap because he'd have dinner with us and then he's off to work at night and he didn't get home till 10, 1030. Oh, wow. So he sacrificed some time with the family. My mom sacrificed her own time. I'm sure she didn't want to fucking take care of us all the time or, you know, do certain things, but she, I'm sure she wanted to do things herself, but she sacrificed that to take care of us. And, but what's the end goal is we had a second home in Florida, like a vacation home, which was great. So I had a really great childhood and we, we learned the value of hard work and sacrifice in watching that. Cause I saw that and we, you know, pretty much had a good life. It came with a cost, a sacrifice, but you know. My dad still had his motorcycle, still, you know, did his thing and, and had his time. But his time was limited because he worked a lot, which I get. But he did that for a specific reason. So they had a yeah. goal. They shared a vision. They had a goal. And, they had the goal you know, of he was going to retire at 55 at 9.01 a.m. And they had a clock, dude. They had it to the day, to the hour. They had a specific goal. And they crushed it. They crushed it. And I remember like the next day they were in Florida. Gone. <laughs> Gone. Everything was ready, man. Gone. So, yeah, they had a goal. And I think that's, I think, you know, to kind of wrap things up, you know, um, for any relationship out there, I think every relationship should have a goal, whether it's a friendship, whether mm -hmm. it's a, you know, partner, like girl and guy, you know, obviously your parents had a shared vision. Mm -hmm. They sacrificed for the kids. You know, you're able to take that now onto your children. And I think, you know, because, you know, there are some challenges these days in society with the nuclear family and parenting and yeah. stuff like that, that vision can get blurred or distorted. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you had that growing up is huge. And listen, there are a lot of single moms out there and single dads that yeah. can still set the best example. I know a bunch. Yeah. They absolutely are their own nucleus for the family and they're the anchor and they're the support and their kids are crushing life and they're, they're all good. So it is possible. It's, it's very hard and that's even more sacrifices that they have to make, but they have a goal. They want to take care of their kids. They want to raise their kids correctly and hopefully they make all the right decisions and they're doing great. So and anything possible. hard requires sacrifice and that's absolutely. just the way it is. And I think, you know, to wrap this all up, anything hard requires a sacrifice. There's no yeah. shortcuts. If you, no. you if you take a shortcut, you're going to get a short result. It's going to be maybe a, a short-term immediate gratification, but long-term, those shortcuts were never going to pay off. I always say do it right the first time. You know, sometimes you have to spend a little bit more money first instead of piecemealing it because if you add right. it up, it's going to be more than what you would have spent anyway the first time getting it done right. So. What's what's the thing I just heard? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Is that is that? I don't know if that's, that's the right it. or not. Yeah. But I also look at this, you know, from a real perspective. Like, you know, God sacrificed His only Son into this world so that we could be forgiven. So He made Him in a human. He knows the temptations we face. Now, for those that believe or whatnot, and like, you know, when you look at it like that, like I wouldn't sacrifice my kid for you, and I love you like a brother. But you know, He selflessly made a sacrifice mm -hmm. so that sins can be forgiven especially as we approach this time of easter 
Passover and Lent and other things that, you know, Jewish and Christian people and other religions will will kind of honor. Um, you know, it's one of those things that makes you take stock of sacrifice and, and what it takes to be successful. And to be a good person requires some sacrifice. It's temptation, you know, doing things that might not be, you know, um, of your character. Like if you want to, you know, knowing the like, okay, well, let's see if I'm, if I'm a loyal guy, but I go out with my buddies, I get drunk and then I hook up with a chick and I cheated on my girl. That's not my real character. So I gave in a temptation, right? So I sacrificed yeah. my relationship for immediate gratification. And I think that could be the takeaway message is, you know, silly. immediate gra- it's silly, but the sacrifice no. to, to sacrifice something is not necessarily you're giving up, but you're making a conscious choice that I'm going to do these. I'm going to take these actions so that, you know, my goals and the greater good can be accomplished or achieved. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's really all on my end today, Greggy T. Um, I like it. I like, you it. know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to end it right there on my end. Greggy T, any final thoughts? No, we all have to sacrifice and just come to terms with it and don't complain about certain things. If you don't want to make the sacrifice. And also if you do make the sacrifice, don't complain down the road. We all have a choice to make, make it and live with it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, sacrifices are both good and bad. Yep. You can sacrifice in a bad way, you can sacrifice in a good way. But whatever mm-hmm. that sacrifice is, make sure it, al- it aligns with your goals and aligns yep. with your values. That's right. So um, that's that's all on my end, man. Um, yep. You know, great episode. I think sacrifices are important to talk about these days. Yeah. And especially sure. with, with the election coming up in November, hmm. there's going to be a sacrifice, you know, both good and bad that, that can happen. And, and I think just not only on a nationwide perspective, but I'm sure local elections and, you know, um, it all starts change, at the local level. It all starts. Everyone doesn't take that serious. And it literally those, those people bear a lot of weight as well. If you want change yeah. in your area, it starts locally first. Yeah. So and no matter what change you want to make professionally, personally, in the world, it requires a sacrifice. It's just yep. what are you willing to sacrifice to get that goal? And if you're mm-hmm. not willing to sacrifice, you know, a fair amount, you may not be able to achieve your goal. You know, if you sacrifice a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe you can get partial results. But I think if you want to go all the way in, all in, and you need to sacrifice, especially what you've done over your 15 year career in real estate, you've made sacrifices and concessions so that you're at this point in your life where you can now have a successful coaching business. Mm-hmm. You've done it. Yeah. So. I'll try. Big T. It's yes, been sir. real, homie. Yes. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And God bless everyone to our listeners out there. Thank you for keeping us afloat. Thank you for helping us grow. Thank you for giving us a platform to have these conversations. Absolutely. I mimic what Mike says. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you ever want us to talk about something that's difficult or if you have any questions or anything, hit us up. We'll talk about anything that is relevant and important to helping people. So thanks again and enjoy the rest of your weekend.